Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. stuff let's talk about your home cam excuse me i'm not talking you to know you. what well i'm talking to you we've all talked shame about on you shame i'm on not you. talking to you and i'm talking Shut to your you. f-ing mouth i've had enough of you you beast beast yeah how dare you how dare me you came into my home and i apologized no you didn't in three years actually you didn't i don't like you guess what i don't particularly like you either well good i can't find one damn thing to like about you right now well good moment. i've never found one thing to like about you <laughs> Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets, here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, it's my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! Over yonder, the man making the magic happen, super producer, a super guy with dates, it's J.D. (laughs) Hello. Hey, J.D. Hey. We were a little concerned heading into today's show whether you had the right date on the title that we see there off the top because uh i said right before we went live sometimes you struggle when we get into a new month Mm. i do (laughs) catches you by surprise wait till the new year but yeah Yeah. i was 90 percent sure and uh hey came up on top this time so very happy with you nailed it i nailed it it's october 3rd uh before we get into today's no dunks a quick update about our guy tass uh yesterday tassie got the green light from all doctors to move into an inpatient rehab facility. This is incredibly positive news. Massive step forward in his recovery. So he's going to be in the new hospital here for, for some time until he's strong enough, both physically and mentally, uh, before he can head home. No exact timeline with that, but Danny, his wife, is uh, hopeful it won't be too long. So awesome, awesome news here for Tessie. Yeah, great update. No idea how much longer he's got, but... Great to see some progress. For sure. Uh, shout out to the stream team joining us live here on YouTube. We love to see that. Like the vid, comment away, subscribe. We just hit 86,000 subs. So thank you there. All you podcast listeners, leave your boys a five-star rating and review, especially as we get ready for the NBA season. Helps uh, some new NBA fans maybe find the show and get hooked. And that's the whole point here because we're every day once the season gets underway. But today, TK, we're doing a podcast we've never done before. That's right. We're looking back at last year's NBA predictions because in a couple of weeks' time, we'll start doing our preseason prediction podcast. We'll do a lot of over-unders. We'll do some tiers. We'll obviously make predictions when it comes to the awards. We do this every year. Sometimes they're called burning questions. Sometimes they're not. But... (laughs) It is a series of pods that we do leading up to the start of the season where we try and make a bunch of predictions. And, you know, what happens is we make them, then the season starts, and we just keep making predictions throughout the season, but no one remembers (laughs) the ones we did. So we thought it would be fun here to look back at last year's, those preseason shows, and draft our best and our worst Mm -hmm. NBA predictions from last season. How much work did you put into this bad? Did you watch all of them or listen to all of them? I went back and I watched all five of our burning questions previews from last year. I'll admit it. I watched it in 2x speed. 
Mm. I didn't want to relive it again, Skeets, because <laughs> for as many positive moments as there are, there are some humiliating moments yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah, and, that's and that'll what, be the best part. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. that's, we'll save that for the second part of the show when we draft our worst predictions. But we did get some things right. That's right. And we're going to do a draft here. We're actually going to have three picks each. And uh, you don't have to pick your own, by the way. Like, you might have heard something that Tass said on a particular question, and he knocked it out of the park. You can feel free to draft that. Uh, or, of course, myself or yourself. So, you get us started. You get the first pick when it comes to drafting our best NBA predictions from last season. What do you got? Is this a first pick, like an NBA draft? I want to take the absolute best take. Or should I be building to, like, when I get to my third round pick? Wow, what a prediction. <laughs> what a prediction. It's a tough call. Uh, I'll start with a big one here. Tess was the only one to get MVP right. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Called Joel Embiid. And if I'm not mistaken, he picked Nikola Jokic to win his second of two MVPs, like the previous season in our 21-22 previews as well. So a two-year streak for Tess. That's tough to do. I'm on a, I don't know, lifelong streak of botching my (laughs) MVP calls. Uh, But I went with Luka. You went with Giannis. And Tess said, it's Embiid's time to win this one here. It was maybe looking shaky through March, but then Jokic said, I don't want a third MVP. Yeah, that helped him out. And Embiid said, I definitely want a first MVP. Uh, he ended up taking it, and Tass is the one who was right. He nailed it for yeah. two consecutive years, though within one of the shows, I think this was uh, maybe the second show of those uh, burning questions, the series there, Tass did say, after he picked Embiid, he said, fade me. There is no way I can pick it right two years in a row. <laughs> so even he was like, I mean, what are the odds I'm going to yeah. get this right after having Jokic uh, the year before? But yeah, he nailed it. I have it in my notes as well. You had Luca. I loved your reasoning for Luca. You were oh like, he was looking cut. Remember that whole storyline? Oh my God. Luca looks so good. He's coming into shape. Watch out. Okay, there was that. But yeah, he also- had a new haircut as well, that's, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but you also pointed out, you know, he lost Brunson, obviously going to the Knicks, thinking, okay, Okay, well, there's even you know, more of a vacuum for him to fill, and he would have dumb stats, which he did. But, yeah, the, the Mavericks overall floundering. Uh, and Luka, I mean, I don't even know where he finished. I didn't even look that up. Where did he finish in the MVP vote? I mean, I assume he was still top 10. He must have been top 10, but I bet he was outside of the top five. I think so. Yeah, because um, SGA was five. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, and Tatum would have been probably number four. And yeah. they definitely did not make it to even the play-in tournament, so he wasn't getting any votes uh, there. But, yeah, I'll toss you a quick little bone here as well, Skeets. You had the Mavericks as your most overrated team heading into the season. That was I did. Nice. I did. I had that in my list, too. I was, like, uh, I was pretty convinced the defense was going to fall off. And that they it were going to go the way did, of the indeed. Hawks a couple of years prior where they made that sort of surprise conference finals fun uh, run, excuse me, and then sort of come back to earth. But yeah, yeah uh, I did have the Mavs as overrated. So I got that one. Okay, so I'm not up next here. You got the MVP out of the way. I'm glad you went with that. I am going to go, you know what? I'm going to stick with Tass and you on this one. This was sort of a joint prediction. You guys were talking up the Nuggets as the number one seed in the West. Now, when we asked this question, there was a debate of like, (laughs) who wins the West? What does that mean? Is it number one overall record in the regular season? Or is it like goes on to actually win the Western Conference? And we went back and forth on that. But you guys were just like pointing out, man, Denver plus 650 as a number one seed. You guys called them, one of you called them like a wins machine. And, you know, that came to fruition in them 
going through to win the championship uh, and racking up the victory. I mean, it was a weird year. There wasn't like a, you know an elite, elite runaway 65-win team in, mm-hmm. in really either conference, especially the West, but kudos to you guys. So I'm going to draft you guys being right um, about the Nuggets, at least, getting a lot of wins and being like one of the elite teams. Yeah, I think my exact quote in our very first preview podcast, yep. 100% best bet on the board, plus 650, Nuggets to finish with the one seed in the Western Conference, and then I took the Warriors to beat them in the playoffs. So, yeah, yeah. You know, that's the thing with all these prediction skeets. We're hedging hard on all of them. <laughs> you talk long enough, you can play both sides of every coin here, but it felt good to at least get one thing right in the very first preview podcast. Uh, I had that on my list as well. Good job by yep. you and Tess. I'm going to give that one to uh, both of you. Okay, you're up next. Who are you drafting? Hats off to you, Skeets. Hats oh, off sweet, to you here. Sweet, sweet. You nailed three first-time All-Stars. Oh, I had this in my notes. Yes. Yeah, this okay. was good. We were talking about who's going to be the first-time All-Stars heading into this season. I said I was marinating a medium take. We might not have any first-time All-Stars. I think we had four last year. You mentioned Anthony Edwards, De'Aaron Fox, and your biggest pull, I thought, was Tyrese Halliburton there on the Pacers, yep. a surprise team the first two-thirds of the season, just in time for All-Star, so obviously he made it as well. And then you didn't even have to mention him. Shea Gilgis-Alexander made all-star last season yep. after you had been saying for a couple of seasons that he was going to make it he finally did so you nailed four first-time all-stars i was impressed there were some more as well i know Markin and made it uh some other guys jaron jackson I mean, jr exactly but yeah. i mean hitting four of them that's nice that's not bad i did uh i laughed when you had the medium take brewing that there were going to be no <laughs> first-time all-stars that's actually a hot take because that's pretty that's rare very very rare. very rare and as we just saw we had six new ones last year so to have zero with what you were predicting i mean that's that was a that was a reach and you know tass had a lot of love for anthony edwards too i mean he was like he was on that one he's like yeah maybe it'll be tough with three wolves of course mm-hmm. rudy doesn't make it cat doesn't make it edwards does but yeah you going with the offer was i yeah, almost that was, had that, that down as one of my my worst <laughs> predictions but i like that you put it in there yeah yeah i guess i also wasn't thinking about it seems like there are 12 all-star spots per conference (laughs) but there's really about 15 once uh uh, injury replacements get factored in here so yeah big whiff from me but you hit it out of the park literally uh four right that's like hitting for the cycle the Tyrese one was my best one I was throwing out the idea like he might have DeJounte Murray like stats which got him Mm -hmm. an all-star nod when he was with the Spurs still and that's uh what ended up happening now I will say I was completely wrong about the Pacers in general (laughs) uh, which I'm sure we'll get to later when we uh talk about the worst teams in the league Uh whoops uh whiffed on that one but uh I'll take it I felt good about that also just to uh to speak to that point of like yeah there's 12 all-stars in both conference but not really because there's way more always that's why we don't need to expand the rosters that's true we get into that all the time oh, this guy didn't make it. We should expand the rosters. Oh, it should be 15. It's like, we don't need to. There's always guys missing it. And we get up into these crazy total numbers where it's like we're naming 20 guys at the end of the day that ultimately make it. That's exactly right. The rosters are expanded. You just don't know it at the time. Okay, my next one here. I like this one. And it's a bit of a cheat, I will admit. But we did our classic first player to score 50 points in a game. Now, you went with Joel Embiid. Technically, it wasn't true. Darius Garland did it on the same night. Time zones. And I guess Garland <laughs> did beat Joel Embiid. But you <gasps> called, look, you called the player, obviously the guy that went on to win MVP. Now, you also said it was a bold. Now, this was a hot yeah, this was a You said opening night, Joel Embiid's going for 50. Okay, that didn't happen. But November 13th, that's a couple weeks into the start of the season, Garland 51, 
and Embiid 59. Mm-hmm. So almost you got to give it to Embiid scoring more than Garland in a way. <laughs> uh, tie goes to more points scored, but same night, two different games, but that's a hell of a call. But let me exp- uh, expand on that. Tass had Anthony Davis, a solid pick. He did it in late November, and I took Devin Booker, who did also in late November. So it went wow. like this. Garland, okay, okay, just to remind you there, you took Joel Embiid, Tass took Anthony Davis, I took Devin Booker. November 13th, Garland and Embiid. Three days later, Steph Curry. Okay, we missed on that one. Late November, Devin Booker, 51 points in 31 minutes against your Bulls. Less than a week later, yeah. Anthony Davis scores 55. That's a lot of 50s. So, so get this, though. The next two 50 burgers come from Embiid and Booker. Five of the first seven 50-point games were the three guys we picked. That's pretty good, actually. That's not bad. That's not bad. I know we whiffed on all of our random picks. Like, who's a random guy that's going to do it? Mine was Jalen Green. I do think I saw his season high live last year, but that does not count. But, I mean, hitting... What, five of the first seven? Is that what you said? That's yeah, pretty I mean, multi- impressive. Guys doing it multiple times. Yeah, doing times, it multiple but still- times. Um, but I guess one tip I would say is like pick the best players in the league. It, yeah, they tend to score 50. That's a good idea. Yeah. Though, I mean, if anybody out there had predicted Garland as actually yeah, the first that, that would have been a that would have been a pull. Hell of a pick. Yeah, random players to score 50. You said Jalen Green. He had four games of 40-plus. I mean, you're flirting with it. When you get to that. Maybe I'll do it again this year. Tass had Jordan Poole. He had 43 and 41, both in games in December. And I really reached. I went Desmond Bain. What do you think Desmond Bain's high was last year? 37. Very close. 38. Okay. So he never cracked 40. I don't think it's unreasonable, though. He could do it. It was pretty off. I was that one. Uh, I love that one. So we called the 50 burgers for the most part. Um, All right. Your final one here. Where are you drafting? Uh, (laughs) It's a tough call, but I'm going to be congratulatory to myself here. Sure. I called two of the category leaders heading into the season. I said DeMontis Sabonis was going to lead the league in rebounds. He did. Mm -hmm. And I said James Harden was going to lead the league in assists. He did. I also said Zion would lead the league in scoring because I was riding the lefty wave. He finished 12th in the league in scoring, but still 26 per game. Pretty solid. If he would have been in the 30s, I would have even – I would have felt even better here. But, you know, I think going into the season, if you can pick two out of three category winners, that's pretty solid. You didn't give us uh, the steals leaders or blocks leaders or uh, defense. No, no, yeah, no, no yeah, not me, not me. All offense. Yeah. yeah, that's a good call. You had Harden, Sabonis. That's really nice. And then yeah, there was a lot of Zion love or anticipation of what he could definitely, do. I mean, Cass talked him yep. up a lot in those preseason shows, and uh, obviously just didn't play a lot. Um, good call by you, man. You got your eyes on who's going to do it this year without tipping your hand. <laughs> How much work do you put into this? Uh, <laughs> crunch the numbers? I look at the previous season leaders, and then I pick the guy who was third. That's basically how it goes. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he's probably going to jump up a little bit here. Uh, so who was third in the league in rebounding? Maybe Jokic will win the league's uh, rebounding title. I haven't thought about it yet. All right, my final one for best predictions. This is sort of an all-encompassing one, but I guess if I had to get specific, I would talk about when we were asked favorite under-the-radar off-season move, and I went with Kevin Herter. Big time. Going to the Kings. That ended up being great. 75 games started, 15 points per game, 40% from deep. And uh, we had a big debate how we felt about him wearing a headband. (laughs) Uh, We might have to do the same thing with Tyler Hero, apparently, uh, coming up this season. But there was a live comment uh, when I was talking up the Kings, and it just said, Skeets is a Kang's sicko. Because I was going, this is the year. This is when they finally make the playoffs. It's all coming together. Mike Brown is there. Fox going to another level. You got some bonus. You got these pieces they've added. Some shooting. And it actually worked out. 
So I have to take a small victory lap on being right about the Sacramento Kings. Even going back to our over-under podcast, we were high on the Kings hitting the over to the point where we talked up the Kings so much <laughs> in the preview podcast that we're like, this is, we're maybe going overboard here. Yeah. We kind of undersold it, really, considering the season uh, that the Kings had. But I thought that in general, you nailed the Kings and we as a whole nailed the Kings. We just thought they were going to be better than anticipated last year. And I thought we got a pretty solid read on the 76ers as well. Yeah. We hit the... Nail on the head uh, with Embiid scoring 50 points. Tass had him for MVP. I had Doc Rivers on the hot seat yep. as a coach, but not until after a postseason failure. We thought they'd be <laughs> a great regular season team and then fall short in the playoffs. That's exactly what happened. So one Eastern Conference team, one Western Conference team that we actually had a good read on. Yeah, we talked about the Kings so much in these preseason shows that at one point you said, quote, we got to chill out. <laughs> like You were like, oh we were my big God. Time, man. We are too in on the Sacramento Kings. Here's a spoiler for our upcoming you know preseason prediction pods i'm doubling down i'll do it again i'm doing it again <laughs> run it back baby everybody's sleeping on the kings again i absolutely love it i'm going full kangs sicko mode for the second year in a row okay love that one um i guess it's up to me here with the with yep. the final pick Ooh, there were a couple like smaller ones um tass's dark horse pick for most improved was lowry marketing that was my dark horse pick for most improved. Oh, I have it down as Tass. I, yeah. It could be my, uh, right. me correctly. Right. Wow. Well, that's a good one. I yeah. mean, you had – so you had Tyrese Maxey? I had Maxey, but then you said, who's your dark horses? And I said Markkinen. Okay. Okay, my bad. So Tass had Kate Cunningham. Okay, that makes He's, more sense. Yes. Uh, so that's good. I did call Malcolm Brogdon winning sixth man of the year. Yep. So we got that one right. But I'm going to go with the coaches one. Coaches on the hot seat. You already slipped it in there because you were all over the Doc Rivers part of like, he won't be fired during the regular season. They will flame out in the playoffs, and then he will be gone. And uh, I agreed with you on that one. But we also had Nash and Nate McMillan. We did have Tibbs. i got to be <laughs> honest. We had Tibbs in there as well. We thought if they get off to a brutal yeah. start, maybe Tibbs is gone. So he, of course, was okay. But we said if Nash and the Nets struggle to start, Nate McMillan and the Hawks, they're going to be gone. The Nets, they start 2-5. and five. Nash can't. Check. <laughs> The Hawks, they had the weirdest season of all time. Oh, they, yeah. they go 29-30 and 30 and finally decide – to move off of Nate McMillan, he's fired in February. And then Doc, as we talked about, uh, totally good in the regular season. And then the playoffs, he's canned after they lose. So not not bad there. We were You had Tibbs as well. For some reason, we were like, I guess the Knicks maybe They had a disappointing pulling. playoffs yeah, the season yeah. prior, right? Like they'd had the great run, then they had a bad run. But I don't, they definitely turned things around kind of like in January when they made changes to uh, their lineup and their rotation. But yeah, we were definitely I and Tommy. Uh, but everything else, I'm pretty impressed. Did anybody else? Are those the only three coaches that were fired Ooh, last year? Put me on the spot there. Uh, I don't know. During I don't know. Uh, I mean, Budenholzer at the end of the year. Yeah, I was going to say we during didn't the season. That at all. Yeah. We were definitely high on the Bucks coming into last yep. season. Um, yeah, maybe that's it off yeah. the top of my head. Yeah, somebody remember. let us know in yeah. the stream team. So, okay, those are our best predictions. Not a bad little draft there as we uh, just went over. We got some things right. Did we have to Did we have to massage them a little bit at times? Sure. <laughs> Because, like you said, it's uh, you. I don't even do it purposely, but you just end up hedging on a lot of this yeah. stuff when you do all these predictions. But not bad. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, really, what anybody wants to hear us talk about is our worst predictions there's from some last bad ones. season. Oh, there's some brutal ones. Don't go anywhere.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, JD was uh, throwing that out there, right? Formal Fridays. Just put on like yeah. full-on suits and nice shoes. Tie. Wow. Tie. Well, I don't think I'll bother with the shoes or the pants, <laughs> actually. So you just want to wear a dress shirt, a tie, and a nice jacket. I want to class the place up. Yeah, sure. You know? Sure. Class it up. It's a classic <laughs> factory. It should be classy at least one day of the week. Yeah. Maybe pop some bubbly. I don't know. <laughs> so formal. Some some canapes. <laughs> okay. I'm in. Crudite. Top hats. Hopefully Indochino sends us some nice suits (laughs) to make it a reality. Okay, we've done our best predictions from last season. Not bad, I'd say overall, but uh, TK, you said off the top, man, we had some stinkers. Uh, Why don't you just keep going first here in our draft? What is your uh, first pick when it comes to our worst NBA prediction from last season? We've touched on it a little, Skeets, but i got to take a massive L here for my award winners. My award winners in general were terrible. I did get Paolo Boncaro, Rookie of the Year. (laughs) Easy one. I think the we guy all was did. the number one yeah. pick. We all picked yeah. him. He was the favorite heading in. That was a pretty obvious one. Like I said, I mentioned Markinen as a dark horse for MIP, but I was really going Maxi. He didn't do it. But my other three picks were brutal. Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year. Nope. Yeah. Not even close. Not even really mentioned when we're talking about it, but I wasn't alone on that one. I picked Spencer Dinwiddie to win sixth man of the year. <sighs> Saw that. That guy started every game he played for the Mavericks. <laughs> 53 out of 53 games as a starter. That's a problem to win what? that award if you're what starting. What the world? Yeah, that was uh, ridiculous. He wasn't even like the favorite on his team. Christian Wood was. I was like, no, there's another Maverick. <laughs> like, like, like they're going to send him to the bench and then he wins sixth man of the year. What a ridiculous one. And then, of course, uh, Luca as my MVP pick. I think I picked him three straight years. Yeah, you keep. And over the summer, I was like, I'm not doing it, man. There's no way I'm getting fooled again. Season comes around. Oh, he's looking tan. He's got a fresh cut. Oh, Skeets! He's been playing all year in Eurobasket. This is a new year for the Mavericks. It was not a new year for the Mavericks. Have you seriously picked him wins. three years in a row? I think so. At least two years in a row. Wow. And I'll do it again! I'll do it again, Skeets! I'm crazy! Uh, <laughs> he's got to get one sometime, but man, I couldn't have been further off on this. Spencer Didwitty, I was cracking up when I saw it. I was like, what are you thinking, man? Yeah. What an absolute clown. I'll double down with you, especially a defensive player of the year. I remember sitting here going, there's only five realistic winners. Like, I'm saying it with such conviction. I'm like... Only Giannis could win it, only Bam could win it, only Embiid could win it, only Rudy could win it, and only Draymond could win it. You have to pick from one of those five guys, Uh, which we all did. (laughs) Okay, we all picked from that pool. (laughs) And, of course, Jaron Jackson Jr. wins. So, yeah, yeah, was off that one. The Rudy one was interesting because you were like, we were like, well, he's going to improve the defense. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously a, a great elite 
center uh, and protecting the rim. So, like, if they just improve on that end, which we think they will quite drastically, he'll be in the running again. He'll win another one. Minnesota only improved from 13th to 10th in defensive rating. I mean, a slight increase, but not what we thought. We thought they'd be top five, top three. Yeah, we thought they would be a lot better. But I think if – how would this work? If you went back in the past and told us how the season played out and the Timberwolves finished top 10 in defense, we probably still would have went in on Gobert. We're like, top 10, that's quite an improvement. 13 to 10 is not a huge improvement, but top 10 sounds good. (laughs) We were talking up the narrative of everything, and like you're saying – Jaron Jackson Jr., name not even mentioned, no, like, no. as a bone throw from the stream team. A lot of the issues, like, the guy can never stay on the court. Yep. I mean, because of either injury or because he just fouls out all yep. the time or gets himself in foul trouble. But, yeah, him and the Grizzlies had a great year, and he was a deserving winner. So, yeah, we we whiffed on that one. That big was a, a big oversight. Not even mentioning, like you said, Triple uh, triple J there for DPOY. All right, I'll go first with this one. My first pick, I should say, in the worst predictions that we made. Um, all of us. Which team will finish with the worst record? Yeah, yeah. Everybody. Um, Tass actually had the Pacers. So he went with them. And I was agreeing, I remember. I was like, it's either Pacers or Jazz. Pacers or Jazz. Pacers, they finished 35 and 47. Seven teams with the worst record. So they were not all that bad. I had the Jazz, like I said. Pretty similar record. 37 and 45. Even better than the Pacers. Um, I thought they were going to be absolutely garbage. I thought they were going to trade everyone, which they sort of did in the end anyway, and it didn't really matter. Yeah. Larry Markin, incredible. That, you know, there's just the job they did there. Um, shocked me. And then, Trey, you went even worse than Pacers and Jazz with the worst record. My man TK goes with the Thunder. And your reasoning? They're going to push all in for Victor Wembanyama. OKC? A very respectable 40 and 42. Like an, a really good year. And now, now I wait till you see us getting into the start of this season. There's going to be a lot of talk about like yeah. how good they could be. Maybe they're like a top five, top four team in the West. But yeah, Pacers, Jazz, and Thunder for the worst record. We, uh, we botched that one. They were like the best stories of last season. <laughs> yeah, we inspired them <laughs> from worst record to best story in the league. Uh, but yeah, coming into last season. Chet Holmgren, we knew he was going to be out for yep. the Thunder. Shea Gilgis-Alexander had maybe sprained an ankle right before training camp started. They had shut him down midway through the season the previous two years. I was like, it's going to happen again. That's just Thunder style here. They're going to go for Vic. They didn't go for Vic. They had a great year. Yeah. No, we were just straight up wrong on that yeah. one. Uh, I guess, look, I threw a wild card worst team in the mix at the end. I said, the Hornets. The Hornets are going to be bad. They were. I remember yeah. we pounded the under on their over-under. Mm-hmm. Uh, they finished 27 and... 55 and they were bad and got the number two pick and we'll see if they get any better with mr beast feastables <laughs> yeah mr beast. on their chest <laughs> getting a jersey sponsor i know that's amazing yeah mr beast come on no dunks let's talk hoops i didn't even realize he was a basketball fan maybe I, just uh advertising no fan. i think he is oh. a hoops fan. he oh, said okay. something like his uh you know his hometown team or charlotte i guess maybe that's where he's from or I don't know if that's where he lives. Okay. Okay. <laughs> or is that the latest room that he's locked himself in or 100 people in? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, uh, we were wrong about that one. What do you got next? Okay. Uh, hmm. I don't know if I want to fire this bullet right away, Skeets, but I'm going to do it. Our finals picks were all wrong. Yeah. They were all wrong. Like I said, we were all high on the Bucks. We all took the Bucks to win the finals last year. They didn't make it out of the first round. I had Bucks over Warriors. Tass had Bucks over Clippers. And Skeets, you were the closest. You had the Bucks over the Nuggets. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, the Bucks. they had won a championship a couple of years prior. We knew that Chris Middleton had been injured in the previous playoffs. He was coming back. They had the continuity. They were just running it back. 
they were good during the regular season. You know, they finished with the best record in the Eastern Conference. Easy to forget now. And we just thought it would kind of be Bucks time all over again. Uh, it was not the case. <laughs> they had an embarrassing postseason. NBA Finals prediction as a question in these shows is always my least favorite question we yeah. do. It's so, I mean, it's just so silly. Like, so much can change. Uh, and you're like, okay, who was good last year and who's still got a good team? Mm-hmm. And I'll go with them. Yeah, I mean, I felt good about having the Nuggets at least there. But, yeah, we all had Giannis for finals MVP. We all had the Bucks, like you said. And we were all wrong. They didn't make the second round. You know, we look like fools. Look like but now they got Damian Lillard. Fools. So now they're laughing. So will we do it again? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, a I lot might, of people I'll, will. I'll probably have them there People at least. will probably have Bucks over Nuggets. That'll probably be the a lot of people's prediction. Yeah, that might be the consensus or prediction. Or Nuggets yeah. over Bucks, I guess. Uh, all right, next one for me. Where do I go here? I'm going to go with surprise playoff team. Um, we were wrong a lot about this. Uh, Tass and myself, I remember talking them up a ton. The Blazers. Mm-hmm. We had the Blazers as, as a surprise playoff team. Tass, he had less conviction than I did. I was really in on them. Now, now I will say, the Blazers started 19-17, and 17, okay? And then they had a five-game losing streak, and then just the, the, you know, the wheels fell off this, this team. They were shutting down Dame. It was you know, obviously turned into a mess. Uh, but they get the number three pick, and they get Scoot. Um, but they finished 33-49, and 49, and I thought, we, I, I thought they'd be a playoff team. I thought they'd at least be in the play-in, and they weren't even there. So me and Tass both had that. And then you... I couldn't believe this one when I like went back and listened. You had the Wizards. The Wizards over the Knicks. Over the Knicks maybe is not the crazy part. As a potential play-in. That was your call. I was like, you must have been one of the only people out there like sort of having some faith in the Washington Wizards. Like Joe, like Joe House probably didn't even believe in the Wizards as much as you did. Well, you know I love Kuzma. Yeah. Yeah, I got a soft spot for Porzingis. Bradley Beal is supposed to be... A player. Hey, they were only five games out of the 10th seed. Skeet, not that crazy. <laughs> wow, actually, that's... Is that it, really? Only They're five games right out? There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, 35 and 47, pretty far under 500, but uh, still competitive until the very end. Feels like you were hating on the Knicks, maybe, heading into me? last season. No, no, no way. That could, couldn't be me. <laughs> saying Tibbs is going to be fired, saying the Wizards are going to be better. My I thought God. it was over for the Knicks. My God. It was not. All right, so we were wrong uh, when it came to a lot of those surprise playoff teams. I, I, I also threw in the Kings, obviously, as one, and so we got that one right. Uh, all right, final one here. Final uh, worst prediction in our draft. I shouldn't be a GM. Because I said that Buddy Heald, Miles Turner, and Jordan Clarkson would all be traded. <laughs> Those are the stars that are going to be traded. They were in like every rumor. And then Turner got a new deal. Clarkson got a new deal. Buddy Heald has not yet. He's still in trade rumors right now, but... That guy's always going to be in trade rumor. So whiffed on those three and completely whiffed on my under-the-radar move, John Wald of the Clippers. I was just excited to see him come back. <laughs> they needed a point guard, you know. He was leaving Houston after a tumultuous tenure there where they basically sent him away from the team. 34 games for John Wall, and he's out of the league right now. Isn't that right? I don't think he has a team, does oh, he? Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it's too bad. That was under the radar, so he said. Yeah, that was my under the radar hit. Yeah, at least it was under the radar. <laughs> Nobody really <laughs> yeah. cared that much. Yeah. All right, to uh, wrap up our worst picks here, I'm going to draft uh, specifically me because I really swerved on this one. When will LeBron break the all-time scoring record? Um, it was interesting to hear everybody's prediction. You had January 31st at Madison Square Garden 
in the fourth quarter. You were getting very specific. Yep. Tass went right before the All-Star break. He went February 15th. Now, he was really the closest, I would say, in the end. And I swerved, and I said, nah, it's going to happen after the All-Star break. I don't think he's even going to get there to the total points because he'll miss games and stuff like that. LeBron did it on February 8th at home versus the Thunder. So Tass was a week off. I mean, yeah, you guys were, you guys split the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, we were right in predicting that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar would be there. <laughs> <laughs> that was the topic. Yeah, that's like, is he good. That's be good. There? Is he going to travel around? Like, how are they going to do that? He was there. He was there. They had that one right. So I was like, I remember saying, nah, after the All-Star break, after the All-Star break. Did anybody predict that Thomas Bryant would be posting up as LeBron <laughs> took his fade away? Give me the ball. I don't think no, so. nobody mentioned that. Uh, did you have anything else? Yeah, here's a couple that I out? felt bad about. Uh, I said we'd only have 46 wedgies. Yeah, you went really Just so low. pessimistic, man. <laughs> I was either going to go 62 or 46. That was my number. I mean, 62 would have been awesome, but that was just because Aaron Judge was sucking dingers <laughs> at the time. We got the 58. But come on, man. 46? Have some faith in yourself. Yeah, I mean, I at least went 50. Yeah. J- JD went 52. And Tassie, you know, he, he aimed for the stars. He went 60. Yeah. He was the closest. 58. So you got to do it. We had 53 in the regular season, two in the play-in tournament, three in the playoffs. That's how you get to 58. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Okay. So you're not, you're definitely you're tipping your hand. You're going to go over 46. You're going to probably go over 50, I would assume. I, you got to at least pick over 50. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it's like <laughs> it's like betting the under. You're like, yeah. I remember Joe Mandy. What's a what's the bet you make in, when you're playing crops? It's like there's like the come line or something like that, but there's like the do not come line, which is the complete <laughs> opposite where you're like rooting against people to yes, fail. Yes. That's what that bet feels like. If you bet, if you guess under 50, just loser mentality. Um, and here's another couple of L's that I noticed watching these back. We never did dog Fridays. <laughs> During the Friday episode, part five, Hazel was like wandering around and we were like, we were loopy from recording so much. And we were like petting her. She was walking through. We were showing her on, on camera. We're like, we just have dogs in here every Friday. We never did it, man. How about formal dog Fridays? Ooh. Put Hazel in a suit and let her wander around. I mean, why not? Right? I mean, we could put like a little tray on her back and put the champagne on her back. Yeah, and have her, uh, you know, come around, and give us a drink. I've gotten um, very used to uh, dealing with animals because now that Matt is living with his girlfriend, when we do, is this good? He's got a goddamn menagerie around him. Like, there's cats, like cats and, and dogs, dogs yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, so why not? I know Matty O's coming here to Atlanta. Soon, yeah, and he usually can't stay with us because he's allergic to dogs. Yeah, um, but he's taking all these injections and yeah. all these. Uh, these needles and stuff. <laughs> Take all the Allergy needles. Uh, medicine, I guess. I don't know. And uh, he says, I'm good to go. And maybe just living with a dog now. Wow. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's built up his immune system. Okay. <laughs> anyway, excited he's for him to stay. Luna's pumped. Luna yeah, loves Matt. That's very cool. The other thing I was disappointed at is nobody ever got the name Meatball. The uh, nickname uh, Meatball. Yeah, I was going to say this. Uh, yeah. Well, these were some funny nicknames that we were trying to force on yeah. people. That was a, a question we always do. Which player needs a nickname? Jalen Bun- uh, excuse me, Tass went, Jalen Brunson needs to be called The Rock, which I still really like. That's good, actually. It's good. I know we, we already had The Rock. Uh, Mitch Richmond, who's not a fan of us. Uh, we'll tell that story some other day. Uh, Trey, though, you wanted to remove the unicorn from Chris Tapp's Porzingis and call him high-quality horse. I burst out loud rewatching it. High-quality horse. I want to make this a thing. Like, 
He's on a new team. I like that. He's in a big market in Boston. Yeah. Maybe he could struggle. We're calling him High Quality Horse. Mount up. Yeah, I love that. And then I went with Scotty Barnes needing a nickname. A lot of Scotty Beans, Scotty Too Hotty, Barney. I don't know. But, yeah, you wanted to name <laughs> Barney, someone Meatball. Yeah, <laughs> which no one got. Nobody got Meatball. It no. was uh, considered for uh, Jalen Brunson as well, but I agree. The Rock is really good. Yeah. So, year two, we'll see who it is. Uh, speaking of nicknames, Media Day, DeAndre Ayton, did you see what he said? I bring dominance. My name is Dominayton. How do you feel about that as a nickname? Uh, I think if you keep saying it, it might become true, Skates. <laughs> That's one of those ones that sounds bad and actually looks bad. I'm like looking at it on my screen. I don't even like how it looks. With the capital A in the middle of it as well? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think um, – you got to wait for somebody to give you that specific mm. nickname. Mm. No hating on DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds uh, yeah, that's sort of bad. catchy. That's right? Okay. right there. Uh, anything else from your notes? Either um, best or worst or just Yeah, random. the only other one I felt uh, pretty good about making predictions-wise was I said that massive pants were going to be the biggest fashion trend of the year. I think you were that, right. was pretty, that was a pretty accurate. Remember, like, the James Harden uh, Cookie Monster outfit he yeah. wore? That, to me, was kind of, like, the high point of big pants. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, and yeah. you know I I'm getting some uh, some blowback from my from my wife when I'm putting on my jeans recently. She's saying your jeans are too tight. She's like your jeans are too tight. I'm like what? <laughs> <laughs> like remember because like that was sort of the look for a while. They're, they're like, they, don't get me wrong, they're not like super straight. I don't have jeans on right now. You, you don't have jeggings. No, You're not um, a jagging man. You I like a slim jean. Yeah, a slim jean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But what's You're happened is guy, I've though. gained weight. All the running, like, it blows up my calves, so I can right. barely squeeze through the bottom part. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I was like, I, I was wearing them when we were in Italy. I'm like, God, these are tight. These are tight jeans. <laughs> well, what are they wearing in Italy? Like, oh, linen. Linen. Clothes. Uh, I'm not going. I can't go that far. I don't know. I think I look. I mean, I used to wear giant-ass pants when I was in grade 8, grade yeah. 9. Obviously, that was... The stall. I guess we're back to that, but I can't yeah. do that as a, I don't know. I can't do that as a 43-year-old man. That feels weird to me. I mean, yeah. It I finally be... got my pants, and they're massive. Oh, your oh, cargoes. You, you got your cargoes. They finally arrived. <laughs> oh, wow. They're bigger than anticipated. They look like a goddamn skater boy. Are they ridiculous? They're ridiculously big. <laughs> very oh, cool. Can't wait. Very, very cool. Can't wait to see those. All right. So, anyway, what's your thoughts on gigantic pants? And uh, should I try it out? I mean, you wear a loose... Like, I've got, they're not gigantic. You just wear a loose I wear fit. a, yeah, you probably call them a relaxed fit. But yeah. my, my standard denim, because I was feeling like you, Skeets, is like, <laughs> I just got to keep flip-flopping back and forth <laughs> between skinnies and bigs. <laughs> nah. Get you a pair of Levi's 501s. The original jean. That's yeah. right. It's the perfect cut. Nice. It's a little wider than a slim league. League leg, yeah, but it's also not a big, huge leg. Yeah. You just look like a normal pair of yeah, jeans. They'll go, always be in style. I gotta go with those. You're right. You're right. And they're classic. And then you just like wear them, just wear them into the ground. Never wash them. Yeah, you're laughing. You're laughing. You're laughing. Um, all right, guys. Our actual NBA season preview series that's going to start on Monday, October 16th. We are going to do things a little differently. We're going to do a lot of like over unders. We're going to do every team. We'll do that. And whether we like the over or the under, try and give you our favorite bets if you are into that sort of thing. We'll do tiers. We will make predictions when it comes to uh, awards and see if Trey can get one right. And uh, yeah, we'll do some of the other fun ones too because I uh, I love to have these on the record. Um, but let us know what you thought about us going back and seeing how we did. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. 
Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10 minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60 minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Let's wrap up this bad boy here with some uh, Tweet of the Night fun. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. It's still tweet of the night to us, damn it. Uh, well, it's pretty obvious where I'm going. Yesterday, media day, Jimmy Butler won the internet. He shows up. The Miami Heat have a video. Nobody does media day like Jimmy Butler does media day. And there he is with a brand new hairstyle and piercings, which I think is getting overlooked a lot because everyone's just focusing on the hair. He's got the eyebrow piercing. He's got these lips piercings. I guess they're... Are they fake? I don't know I this don't, guy. This I guy's know, so yeah. committed to the bit, I have no idea. He has um, nails painted. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's got the black uh, <laughs> nail polish on there. So uh, Jerome, of course, had some fun with this. There's Emo Jimmy. Breaking T's already making shirts. There were a million tweets about it. Uh, our guy Adam Lefko sharing this tweet. Emo Jimmy popping up on all NBA on TNT graphics this season will be hilarious with the photo of... Jimmy, if you remember last year, mm-hmm. 2022, had the long dreads. Uh, I think even the weirder party had no facial hair. Yeah, it looks that so part crazy looks to me. so strange to me. And those photos were used in, you know, every NBA YouTube clip. If like Jimmy had a good game for the Heat, or you saw on the broadcast, as Lefko said. So now we're gonna get emo Jimmy. Nora couldn't believe it. She was like, "What is he doing?" And I'm like, "He's just like this is his Halloween. This is like." 
And he's just so committed to the bit. It's like, I can't wait to see what he does next year. He was even more committed to the bit this time around than he was last year. Last year, he just showed up with the new look, knowing it was going to be used on all of his headshots for the season coming. This time, he was talking about being in character. He came in with, like, an outfit that matched as well. And I was listening to, like, every walk-in video of Jimmy just so closely, and he was literally playing a Fall Out Boy song as he walked in. Oh, my God. Crazy stuff. Uh... (laughs) But uh, my question is, like, how long ago did he decide on this look? Was it after the Damian Lillard trade went down? Because he said when he took the the podium, he's like, this is my emotional state. Uh, he could have just oh, been in character true. then. Like, he, did he have a different idea for what his look was going to be <laughs> if the Lillard trade went through and he was ha- a happy guy? Uh, I don't know. But uh, it's going to be wild to be seeing Jimmy Butler with long hair for the rest of the season. <laughs> Every time they show up, you can't even see one of his eyes. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. Cause he had that video where he was like calling out the bucks for tampering. Yeah. He looked like normal Jimmy in that video, but that was not that long ago. So Last then he week, does guess, this. Yeah. Um, there was a video going around, like he's standing beside Tyler hero and bam. And like, they cannot even take him seriously. <laughs> and like, his like uh you know makeup artist or hair artist is up like combing his hair like he's just standing there so stoic like he's so committed to the bit. Uh, what's he gonna do next year is like my where my my my, my mind immediately went. I'm like mohawk, Ooh, like super cool. punk. Like I was like where bald. <laughs> Like, what? Some year he's got to like shave his face and shave his head, look completely different. I don't like when he's got the no yeah. facial hair. At yeah, all. it looks way different. I did I not guess like. Maybe he could try the Mr. T mohawk or something yeah. like that. But um, it does feel like he's going to continue to do this, and I'm glad somebody finally cracked the code. It used to be somebody sent us a message saying. Remember when Steven Adams grew a mustache as a flex for media day? And it was like, this is hilarious. Jimmy has taken it to the next level. And then this year took it to yet another level. So I wonder if anybody will ever start joining in wow. on this trend. Hey, good call on some of the guys, especially Adams growing mustaches. Cause I was getting into an argument with, with Nora about this. She's like, so what's he doing? And I'm like, well, I don't know. He's just being silly and he knows it'll get a reaction. Okay. She's like, well, other people must have done this. And I'm like, nobody's done this. What do you, and she's like in the history of basketball, nobody showed up looking silly for media day. I'm like, I was like, no, nobody has. I'm like, nobody does this. Why would you do this? But I had forgotten that. I mean, I guess a mustache is like a lower level version of this. It's a lower level version of this, but then Steven Adams just started having a mustache. Yeah. Yeah. So like if this becomes Jimmy's permanent look, I guess it's similar. I mean, this This would be, see this, like if he's really committed to the bit, He's got to keep this for opening night or opening week. Like, play in that haircut would be <laughs> so funny. Like, it's one thing in photos. It's one thing in videos, talking to whoever, um, like, whatever media personality. It would be next level if he plays with this haircut. That would be next level. I, I don't – did he even play no. any games last year with no, his longer hair? I don't think so. Even in preseason, I don't I think. I don't think so. Um, but smart stuff by Jimmy Butler because I think what this really is is obfuscation. All the talk after Miami Heat Media Day – is Jimmy Butler's new look. Not them striking out on Damian Lillard and Drew Holiday. That's how you change the narrative. Change the heritage, if yeah. you will. Oh! <laughs> Boom! Man, you thought Ball Out Boy was good. You thought Death Cab for Coffee was good. Change the heritage, as he just did. That's awesome. Uh, good stuff. Any other thoughts on Media Day? I mean, like, I always, like, I'm like, 
it is an insane day. Like, yeah. there's so much silliness. It's a great day to yep. be on Twitter slash X, whatever, because you're seeing funny photos and little dumb videos they make them do. And there's a clip of Damian Lillard saying OG trolled him by texting him. Welcome to Welcome Toronto. Welcome to Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> like, just as a joke. Uh-huh. Uh, and he was all confused. Um, but, you know, at the same time, it's just a lot of, like, hey, we're excited about this season. We're yep. excited about the team we got, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, people just go through the motions. But anything uh, else you wanted to point out? I mean, biggest story was Harden. No showing. I guess it was a yeah. question of if he would show up, and then the 76ers are now off to Colorado uh, for their training right. camp. Like They just had media day, and now they're doing training camp out there. There's the big uh, CBA clause about if he doesn't report for 30 days, they can keep him out of free agency, blah, 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 blah. Um, just goes to show things are still awkward yeah. in Philadelphia. A lot of questions still to be answered there, but I did see a few things that I liked uh, at media day. I saw Kyrie Irving uh, was talking about his new celebration the bus driver, when he puts somebody on skates, he's going to act like he's putting on a seatbelt. Like, <laughs> he's like, you know how Aaron Rodgers had the discount double check? I'm going, putting the kids on the bus, taking them to school. Okay. Pretty cool. Actually, okay. I was like, that's a nice one. I sort of got to see it, you know, in action. But, yep. you know, I, I did see the clip of him doing it. Yeah. Like, okay, there's something there. Then I saw him on a camel. I forgot that they were in Abu Dhabi. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I think it's Mavs and Wolves, I think, over there. Mm. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, Devin Booker was wearing chucks. First picture? This guy's got brand new shoes. Brand new shoes coming out. Drake's the only one that wears them, though. <laughs> weird. Uh, but weird. also cool and very funny to see, like, alongside Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal. There's a guy wearing shoes that came out in the 1950s. Uh, Chris Paul in a Warriors jersey? Odd. Odd. Odd, I have to say. Yep. Um, and then I just thought the Warriors had a weird media day in general. Like, every video of them that they show, they're like like curry putting and there's like five guys around him like ah! <laughs> <laughs> wild it out so the warriors weird. one was crazy man warriors one was crazy um but yeah what else stuck out to you uh Jokic showing up like anyone hey. actually going back to a normal job <laughs> hands in just pockets good oh, god the worst day you know just had a great vacation and he's coming back to the office like literally just bummed <laughs> out <laughs> that love that. Yeah, it seemed like he was most excited to talk about doing a flip. <laughs> like he did a flip off of a canoe or whatever <laughs> over the summer. He's like, yeah, check this out. That was pretty sick. Uh, that was funny. And then there's a lot of like new jerseys like being leaked yeah. because they're like doing photo shoots and somebody accidentally puts it on their IG. Like Dennis Schroeder, I guess, has these has leaked these new gold, gold. Raptors jerseys. Gold, yes, goldie, goldie, they love goldie. gold. Yeah. Um, and then there's a bunch of other ones. Tough to keep up, but I'm sure we'll have. More content around it, at least yeah. shorts, or we'll just do a podcast later this week, uh, rounding them up because yeah, they're just coming fast and furious. They're like, oh, the Kings have a new one. Oh, this team's got a new one. Oh, this has got a new one. So, yep. uh, yeah, that's really all I got. Again, it's a lot of just silly stuff. Yeah. Some fun I, quotes. I went to Hawks Media Day. Everything was about playing selfless. This com- mm. upcoming season, Quinn Snyder was talking about defense is a decision. If you don't play defense, you're not going to play. I was kind of surprised to hear him say that he never he hadn't had a chance to put in his system at all last year. It's taken over with the Hawks about halfway through, yeah. so they're expecting better things. But my favorite thing I heard uh, was from DeAndre Hunter. Somebody asked him about like workout videos that he put out over the summer. So, so what'd you work on? He said, "I didn't work on anything." <laughs> <laughs> he was joking, but he's like such a low-key guy right. that I felt like, oh, Whoa. what? <laughs> what? Anything? Well, that's a, hey, look, it works for Jokic. Yeah, exactly. He says he barely touched a ball. I was just flipping. <laughs> Riding <laughs> horses flipping. and dancing on tables and yeah. flipping. That's all I did. I'm going to go win MVP probably yeah. again. Uh, all right. So, yeah, Hawks thing was fine in general. That was fine. Yeah. yeah. 
Trey Young was there. That was cool. Guys are all in. Yeah. Big year coming up. Big year coming <laughs> up. Everybody's sad to see John Collins go, but they're excited. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I heard him call out uh, – Kind of call out the Hawks for being selfish. I did hear that. There was a lot. Of, there was a lot of a lot uh, of selfish talk around the league. Yeah, the Raptors had a whole thing going on about that too. Uh, Raptors had a, I would say, surprisingly contentious media day, or more contentious than yeah, you would expect yeah, at the very least. Yeah, maybe because it was like what Masai was saying, and then Siaka yeah. being asked about those comments, and it's like getting a little defensive. But yeah, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's hard. It, that's why when people are like. Hopefully they get this deal done for any team. Like hopefully they get this deal done before media day starts because that starts your season off just on a really weird note. Sure. Uh, and that was the case for a lot of teams. Sixers. Uh, I mean, I guess the Hawks a little bit, the Raptors as well. But if you go into the season and you're having to answer questions about things that went poorly, like that's not the way to start. That's not the way to build enthusiasm for an upcoming season. Well, you're walking into the snake pit too. You got a bunch of media uh, reporters like chomping at the bit because they've been dying to ask all these questions. And yep. They want to come out guns blazing and say, "All right, yeah, what about this comment? What about this?" And then it's like, "Oh, people get their backs up against the wall. Things get misinterpreted." And you're right; it can can oddly like start your season for your team or your locker room poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, but. We'll see when they get onto the court. We'll call it there, though, guys. Let us know your favorite uh, media day moment. Our guy Jerome did a fun little package, a little short that we put up yesterday. He did. He knocked that one out of the park. So go check that out. I'm going to be back here tomorrow in the Classic Factory at 8.15 in the morning. You know why? Why? Because I'm subbing in for Tassie to talk a little baseball. No buts with my guy, Joel McMillan. Uh, I'm going to try my best to uh, fill those big cleats of TAS. Uh, but I guess we got the wildcard games starting like in mere hours here. Four games on today. 3.30? I think, I think they think start right. something like yeah, that. Yeah, and then there's like a, yeah, and then there's maybe a 4.30 and stuff like that. Uh, Jays being one of those teams. Nice yeah, let's hat. go, Jays. Let's, let's go, go, Jays. Come now, Jays. Uh, so I'll be here at 8.15 in the morning to talk with Joel for No Bunts. That's on the Athletic Baseball Show feed. Hey, swing by. Support your boy. I don't really know anything about baseball. <laughs> But I'm going to watch every game today. <laughs> wow. That's sick. That's literal that sicko mode. That would be true sicko. You know, I, you know what? I think I'll have it on. That's the best way to watch baseball. Good background Just sport. put it on. Absolutely. Do some other work. So, the uh, only way to watch baseball. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, and you know Joel. Will, uh, he'll be carrying me. He'll be Steph Curry. I'll be Draymond Green. Oh, hey, I'm not. I wouldn't punch anyone over that because that's just facts. <laughs> Joel will be carrying me on no buns. 8:15 tomorrow. We'll probably be back later this week here for no dunks uh, with some more content. We've got no buffs. Our Survivor podcast will be here on Thursday afternoon. So uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like. Tell a friend. Appreciate you joining us here today. Uh, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, all of this upcoming season's predictions will be 100% accurate. We're not doing this podcast next year. Brace the day, people. <laughs>